Today, I have the case of Shanda Cher, a 12-year-old that was kidnapped and taken by a group of older girls only to be tortured and murdered by them because she was dating one of the murderer's exes. Wow. Girl, bye. No, a group of girls? I've never heard that oh, before. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and you know what? I've like never... I was waiting for like a group of men. But like really? Girls? Yeah, and I was thinking like, whoa, I think I have the wrong case. Like, I feel like I've heard this case before, but I haven't. I was getting it confused with the Slenderman case. Mm. Know that one? Oh, yes, when they took that girl to the woods. And- but the girl survived. Yeah. Um... But I was I was looking up the picture. And I was like, I've seen this girl before, not the like victim, but like the um one of the perpetrators. Yeah. And I was like, I've seen you before, but I don't know where she's from. But I've never heard of this case before, and I thought I have, but it's kind of crazy. So I was like, okay. morning america we are back with another episode oh, and this is our third one huh our third one this is our fourth, fourth one. one and we just want to apologize ahead of time for the um interruptions you might hear a meow or a lizard run around or like a dog bark we are not in our normal setting yeah they're closed today the day yeah. we're recording today is christopher christopher columbus no i think it's just columbus is that the same thing Yes, Christopher Columbus. Oh, and Indigenous People Day. So we didn't know that, but it had a big old sign closed. <laughs> yeah. I am here with my co host, showing too much skins, Christina. I'm here with my newly faded hair, <laughs> co host, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> and the trigger warnings today are. Sexual assault of a child and brutal murder of a child. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of children in this one. Well, not a lot of children, but yeah. Anyways, Shanda Cher was born in Pineville, Kentucky on June 6, 1979. She was 12 when she was murdered. She was known to be a social butterfly and was friendly to everyone. She was pretty athletic, and she was on the softball team, and she also did cheerleading and volleyball. Her childhood was as normal as it could get. But her parents had gotten a divorce and her mom packed up and left to, is it like Louisville? Louisville? Louisville. Okay, thank you. Louisville. But that marriage didn't work out, so they moved to New Albany, Indiana, closer to where her dad was. She attended Hazelwood Middle School, where she had met Amanda Heverin. And Amanda is 16. Don't get these names confused, okay? Amanda and what's the main one? Shanda. Shanda's Amanda, 12, okay. Amanda's 16. Okay. Okay. But I heard that Amanda had jumped Shanda. But then I'm saying, like, but I'm hearing, like, she just got into a fight with her. So after that fight had happened, they got sent to Alternative, where they actually got to know each other and began to write love letters. <gasps> mm. I heard softball, and I was like, yeah, she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um... Well, no, in an interview, wait, which one? Shanda or Amanda? Shanda's the Shanda. one in softball. Okay, yeah. Yeah. On, so I got most of my information from Dr. Phil. Like, oh. they had a thing on it. And she had said that Amanda, girl, the interview was crazy. Like, I'll explain it later on in the story. But she has said that Shanda was also messing with boys at the time. And But let me continue the story so you can, like, be like, whoa, shooketh, okay? Okay. 
So they wrote letters, love letters to each other, and they eventually started a relationship. Amanda's 16, and Shanda's 12. That's a little sussy. Okay. But we're going to get into that later. So they started a relationship, but this didn't fly much with Amanda's ex. Melinda Loveless. 17. What year was this? 1992. Okay. Okay. So you've got Shanda, Shanda? 12. Amanda, her her girlfriend, 16. 16. Then you got Amanda's ex, Melinda, 17. Okay. Okay. Amanda and Shanda had went to a junior school dance, and this is where Melinda had confronted them the first time. Nothing was made of it until they went to a festival, and that's when Melinda started making death threats to Shanda, saying, I'm going to kill you, and, you know. Although Melinda and Amanda's relationship was toxic and on and off, they didn't confirm if they had truly broken up. Like, it wasn't like a, yeah, we broke up, you know? So, Melinda, after Melinda had made that, um, that death threat, Shanda's parents moved her to a different school. Okay. Okay. Good job, parents. Yes. Now, Melinda came from a hard childhood. This had caused her not to be able to control her emotions, and she had to get counseling as a result of it. Her father was a horrible man. Like, like, I was like, what? Shook, right? Um, so he would like to watch his wife, a.k.a. their mom, I mean, Melinda's mom, Marjorie. Mm-hmm. That's the mom. To have sex with other men and women. He would often share her with other men from work. And she didn't like it at all. Like, she thought it was disgusting. Marjorie did, the wife. It was said that they would go to bars and he would lure in somebody to have sex with her while he watched. He's a, he would say, I'm a doctor. This is my girlfriend. And then she would come in and they would... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would do the do's, right? Yeah. And he would sit back and watch. An incident occurred during an orgy with another couple. And she tried to commit suicide, I guess, while during it. Yeah. And this is something that she would often do during Melinda's childhood, like constantly like, trying to commit her like suicide because the man was evil mm-hmm. and it just gets worse. So at one point, Marjorie told him she wasn't going to sleep with him anymore. And it lasted for like a month till Larry raped Melinda's mom in front of the daughters. Yeah. I think there was like three of them, three, three girls. It was also said that the father, Larry, once fired a gun at Melinda's sister's head, but missed on purpose. He's he's crazy. Okay. This is probably the worst thing. Okay, maybe, no, okay, the rape was the worst, but this is probably crazy, crazy. So one thing, and one strange and disturbing thing he did was that he would embarrass his daughters in front of, like, their family by smelling their underwear in front of them. Like, what the? What do you mean smelling their underwear? Like, I guess their underwear would be laying in the laundry, and he would just take it and sniff it. His own kids, yeah, they were young. Oh, I don't know how young. Nobody would say anything. Right? You're like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Sussy. It might have been like in front of that t- the type family, like the oh, like that, just like that in their household. Family, yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure somebody would say something if it was like yeah, aunts or cousins. Yeah. So it had to been straight family, you know. It didn't stop there. We're not done. He was caught. This kind of what really stopped it all. He was caught spying on Melinda and her friends. I don't know if they were changing or what they were doing or like chilling, sleeping, whatever. Her mother whipped out a knife and like forced him away and I think started stabbing him or cutting him up. He eventually went to the hospital and that's when they finally like separated. But he would keep sending Melinda's like letters. Like, I don't know what they were saying, but it would play with her feelings knowing like, you know, 
he's not going to come see her or anything. But eventually he just stopped doing it all. And kind of messed her up. Um, Larry Loveless was... Once, so once they went to court and like Melinda had said, oh, he did this, he did that. And there was other accusations that I read up, but it wasn't really confirmed. Um, he eventually went to court for all this. Like he got charged and shit for it. But I don't know. I think he got out eventually. I don't know how long. I mean, I can look it up, but it's not really the big part of it. Yeah. But I might get into it later, but I don't know. So this is where Lori Tackett comes in. So, Lori Tackett is 17. Okay. Melinda and Lori Tackett knew each other, but were never friends till a little bit before the crime. She was also a child with a troubled past. Her mother was a practicing, practicing Pentecostal. Her mother and her never got along, and her father was like a two, I guess you could say two-time felon. At one time, her mother attempted to strangle her because she would go to school in the skirt but then would change at school in, a sh- in jeans. And I she had f- a friend that did that. Right? I had a best I think friend, there's a lot yes. of kids that actually do that. She would wear skirts and then she would change on the bus before she would get to school or change in the restroom. And then her mom had told all of her teachers, mm-hmm. if you see her wearing pants, call me. Did they? She got in trouble? Mm-hmm. I remember because she would tell me all the time. She'd be so pissed. But they, they told on them? On the, well, how old is this? Um... Uh, Probably when we started high school, that's when, or not, maybe like Like trying to become her own person type Yeah, deal. eighth grade, going into high school, that's when she would uh, change into pants. Yeah, it's it's hard to, I guess, like push religion on children, yeah. you know, especially like skirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, no disrespect, but I'm just saying, you know, like I remember seeing it, seeing people in skirts mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, So she caught her with the jeans and she started, she attempted to strangle her. With the jeans? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she also she also revealed that she was molested twice in her childhood and i'm not sure by who but i was thinking it was the father okay. but i'm not really sure it didn't really state she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and she stated when she was younger she would hallucinate she often self-harmed and was sent to a mental hospital because of it she was also into the occults and she i think had mentioned because I remember like seeing an interview where someone had said that it was her destiny to kill somebody and go to jail for it. So it was kind of... Okay. Yeah, it was her. Yeah. So now we have Hope Rippy. Ripey. Whatever. She's 15. Okay. She's so probably... This oldest is 17 right now? Yes, and that's... The oldest... I think it's Melinda and Lori. They're okay. the oldest ones. So Hope had a decent childhood. Her parents eventually split. And over time, she began to self-harm. I, there was nothing mentioned of, like, molestation or anything in the family. It was just, like, self-harm. So it was mentioned. So now we have another one. Tony Lawrence. Okay? So let's separate it. Shanda's the victim. Mm-hmm. And you've got... Oh, and Amanda's the girlfriend. girlfriend. She didn't do any of this. Okay? Then you have... Melinda. Melinda's the, the crazy ex. ex. Yeah. You've got oh, Hope. Oh, okay, let's do it. Melinda... Was the crazy the one. Ex. Yes. Her friend, the closest one, was Lori Tackett, the mm-hmm. 17-year-old. Then you have the two younger ones, Hope and Tony. Okay. Those four was the one that did it all. So, to- Tony Lawrence, 15. She was molested by a relative at nine years old and then raped by a boy at 14. And this was told to the police, and the police had put, an, I guess, a restraining order on him or, like, a a distant, you know, you know. I think, but 
I guess like she didn't follow it or like it just disappeared. I don't know how they said it. But anyways, um, after all this, it caused her to be hospitalized and she tried to commit suicide in the eighth grade. And that's pretty young. Now we know that who everybody is, how old they are, and a little bit about their background. Let's get into the crime. So on January 10th, 1992, Shanda was staying with her father and his wife in Jeffersonville. When they got a knock on the door from Lori Tackett, mm-hmm. the 17-year-old, and obviously Hope and Tony, all three of them. They then asked so for... the whole sh- group or just her? No, just the three girls. Lori, Hope, and Tony, not the oh, ex, the because I'll tell you about her. They then asked for Shanda, telling her that Amanda, the girlfriend, was waiting at Witch's Castle, was like a teen hangout, was like there hanging out with them and if she wanted to come along. She told them that her people were still up and for them to come back later in the night, which eventually they left and then came back later that night. Shanda had went to the car, but there's different stories of like, about what happened there. Her mother stated on Dr. Phil that she knew she wasn't going to try to leave because she had left her jacket and purse on the counter in the house. Which meant that they grabbed her and put her in the car. So she hadn't planned to leave and they had kidnapped her. Mm -hmm. Other sources say that she had gotten into the car voluntarily. But like, I... mm, But like, the main like crime when you look it up, it says kidnapping. Okay. So I mean... I guess if it comes straight from the mother's mouth, you got to know who to trust, you know? Because she had said in the interview that she wanted to know everything. She wanted to know everything that happened in the murder, like everything. Every specific detail. Yeah. Uh, Hiding under a blanket in the back was Melinda, Uh the crazy ex. Yes. And she had it straight out for Shanda. And she had told the other three girls that she wanted to kill her and like would threaten her like. She wanted to ralph her up, I guess yeah, you could yeah. say. I don't know how you say that, but. And that she needed them to lure her out. And on top of that, the girls didn't even know Shanda till that night. Like, they didn't even know who she was. So, the girls tr- didn't truly think Melinda was going to do such a thing. They had thought they were there to see a fight. But anyways, Melinda jumped out and put a knife to Shanda's neck. While this was happening, they were heading to Witch's Castle to do it. Like, to really, you know. But they decided that there were too many people driving driving by. So then they decided to head to a place called Burnt, the Burn Pile. Which is located behind Larry Tackett's house. 17-year-old. During the drive, it is said that they were choking her and taking her clothes off and s- sodomizing her with a tire iron. Now, some people say it was like, then we were they were heading there. What is that? Wait, when they were heading there or... Later on in the stories, but I'll tell you, like, maybe this was when it happened. But I had to look it up, too, because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did know, but I was like, I didn't know. It's like, um, it's like where they, like, do things an- anally. So they did, they did that to her with a tire iron. And, um, they were suspecting, because she had blunt, listen to this. She had blunt, um, trauma to her, you know, area. And, um... The doctor said that, I'm, I'm probably going to mention it later, but the doctor had said that if she wouldn't have, oh man, I can't tell you until I tell the story. Oh, just wait, just hold on to that. Okay. okay. So the tire iron happened and they realized it was the tire iron because that's the only object they had mm-hmm. around or like that was on the crime scene. Once they had gotten there and got out, Melinda began to drive her knee into Shanda's face, causing it to bleed. 
And at that moment, Shanda had brace had just put braces on. So yeah, just yeah. So they, as in Melinda and Lori, they were the main bad people. Then started stabbing her in the feet and the legs. They then put a rope around her throat and took turns like pulling it until she felt conscious, like unconscious. She is then put inside the car and they take off toward Lori's house where they all get out and go inside the room. And so they're all chilling, you know, like they didn't do something in there. This kid is not. They took her inside the room with. No, she's in the trunk still. Oh, okay. And this is like at like what? Maybe two or three in the morning. It's late because they had picked her back up at 12 a.m. So um, they didn't they then realized that the dog was barking outside and they're like, OK, what, like, what's going on? It was Shanda screaming for help while still in the car. She was still alive after all this, like bleeding and stuff. Lori then goes outside and hits her with the tire iron, like in the head. Hope and Tony, which is the 15 year olds. They realized they were too tired to continue it, and they stayed in Lori's room while Melinda and Lori go out to finish what they had started. They it drove around for four hours torturing the young girl, and this is when another source had said that, that she was sodomized when they drove back out. It was either then or, like, when they had originally took her to that burn pile. So they realized eventually that they needed to get her, get rid of her, like... Like completely. So they went back to go pick them up and they go to a gas station where they collect two liter of Coke bottle. Like they empty it out and fill it with gas. Then they take her to a random field where Hope throws gas on her. And Lori. She's still alive. So listen, Hope, Rippy, one of the 15 year olds, she was the one that threw the gas first Mm -hmm. because. On Dr. Phil, because she was put on Dr. Phil, too. She was, like, saying how Lori Tackett, the 17-year-old, was like, just do it. Like, pour the gasoline. Do it. And she's like, I didn't want to do it. Like, I told her to do it, but she told me to do it, so I did it. But anyway, so they had lit her on fire. She was still alive? Yeah. She was still alive. Okay. And so they had left, and then um, Melinda, the ex, was like, I don't think we did it. Like, I don't think she's lit on fire. So she went back and poured more gasoline on her for it to, and then I don't know if they lit it again or it just went back up in flames. So she's there burning, still alive. So, you know, she's obviously still alive at this point, but she dies from smoke inhalation, not because of her, yeah, not because of her, like the stabbings or anything or like blunt trauma and everything. It's the smoke inhalation that really killed her. And so that's where the autopsy showed, but that's where also. The coroner was, like, saying how if she hadn't been burned, she would have been alive. Like, she was still would have been alive. But she would have had a colonoscopy bag. Because the tire iron thing. Thing right here? Yeah. Because he said it was so badly damaged, she would have needed one. But if she would have not been burned, if they wouldn't have burned her, she would have been alive. So how long did it take for a body to burn? Because, like, it was, this was, like, what, three in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it? I don't. They went to like a desert area, but it's like skin. It's like burning like meat. Didn't take that long, but like. So that's what I was saying. I don't don't think she would be burned ashes. No, 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 no. She's not because listen. So around seven a.m., her dad finally wakes up and realizes his daughter isn't there, and calls the police, and then calls his the ex-wife. 
and then make a missing uh, missing persons report. And then later on that day, her body's found by mm-hmm. some hunters hunting in the area. And they had said that she looked like a young adult, like not 12 year, like a 20 year old and looked like a mannequin. And then also in a source I heard her was that her hands were sticking straight up. Like, I don't I don't know what caused that. But um, so after all this, they were eventually caught because later that night, Tony, the one that really didn't do anything other than, I think, drive around mm-hmm. or something. I mean, she's still partaking. Like she could have done something, yeah. you know, had went to the police and confessed everything. With the confession in police's, like, hands, they were all arrested, like, found arrested. So, according to, this is when all the court system comes and all that. So, according to Murderpedia, all four girls were tried as adults to avoid the death penalty. All four girls were accepted a plea bargain. Tackett and Loveless, which is the main people, 17-year-old, were sentenced to 60 years in the Indiana women's prison in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. with maximum time reduced for good behavior. They could be released in 2020. Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, listen, listen. So I was reading and I Loveless had gotten the main ex, the ex-girl, had got released in 2019. Yeah, she got released. The main one who did everything? She got released in 2019. And... I'm not sure if Tackett got out yet. I can look it up. But Lawrence was, Tony Lawrence, was sentenced to 20 years in prison and with good time, I mean, with time reduced for good behavior, too. She was released in 2000, like in 2000. So what? Fuck. 2000? Yeah. So like. like Not even eight. That's like eight years. Yeah, exactly. But she didn't really partake much into it. But I mean, she's still there, present. Um, Hope Rippy, the one who poured gasoline on her first was sentenced to 60 years and then 10 sus- hold on 10 suspended for migating circumstances and then 10 years of medium supervision probation with time reduced for good behavior she was released in 2006 okay so everybody's released wait let me look up Lori Tackett let's see cuz i didn't really i still seen interviews with her inside the thing okay so she got out in 2018 Apparently, the same time is like the other one, the main one. Yeah, um, yeah. So she served about twenty six years. Um, so everybody's released right now, and well, also I want to mention in prison, Hope Rippy, no, 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 Melinda, the main girl, mm-hmm. she had participated in a program in jail where like I don't, they do something with the dogs. And um, there was an interview where she was like, um, her case got brought up when she was doing an interview with the guy. And she was like, I just want to let the family know, like, I'm sorry for what I did. Like, I did change. I'm, what do you call it? Different. Rejuvenated? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it was called, but yeah. And and I guess the mom found it, seen it. Uh-huh. Uh, Shanda's mother. And Shanda had, Shanda's mom had not donated, but, like, had given her a dog named Angel because she said that Shanda would have wanted her to do that so she could train her or train the dog or whatever. But in the Dr. Phil interview, she was gunning for Hope Rippy, the one who poured gasoline on her. Uh She was saying, like, why did you do it? Like, you could have stopped. And then Hope was like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I felt like if they were going to, they did that to her, they were going to do it to me if I didn't, like, do what they wanted, right? And she and the sister was pissed. Um, Shanda's sister was like, 
um, you're no better than any of them. You should still be in there. You're just as bad as them and stuff like that. Did the girlfriend ever speak out or anything? Uh, yeah. It was also said that Shanna's father pretty much died from a broken heart. He tried several times to kill himself, and after her death, he became an alcoholic. And that's because whenever they had knocked on the door, he had asked her, like, who is it? Because he felt like she was lying to him. So she, he kind of, I guess, like, beat himself up for it uh, and everything. He eventually died in 2005 from cancer. And she is also, I mean, she also has a scholarship fund called the Shanda Share Scholarship Fund. Um, so when you watch part of these interviews on Dr. Phil, they bring on Amanda and Shanda's parents. And I'm guessing they were accusing Amanda of molesting Shanda. Because Shanda was freaking 12 and she was 16. Yeah, older. Yeah. But Amanda was saying that Shanda came onto her in the bathroom. And she was saying, like, she messed with older boys than me. Now, I didn't know what they were talking about because I'd never heard about any of that. Like, I don't know. I was like, whoa. But what really got me is that Amanda was acting sus. Like, in the interview, like, with Dr. Phil, like, she was like... She blamed the dad for not doing more. And he was like, so you're blaming her, blaming him. And she was like, no, I'm not blaming him. But you just blamed him saying he could have done more mm -hmm. to stop it. You know, but he didn't know. Like, you know, she states a lot that she lost also. Like, she lost a lot also when Shanda died. Like, her spot on the basketball team and, like, scholarships. And she also states that Shanda's mother made her life miserable. And she blamed her for her death. Like, Shanda's mom blamed her for her death mm -hmm. because she was told about, yeah, she was told about Shanda's death. Like they had, after she had burned, like they had burned her, they went back and I guess later on they had picked Amanda up and was like, um, or they went over to her house and was like, we killed her, we killed her. And like some of them were laughing. Um, Melinda was crying and she was like, what are you talking about? Like she was confused about it. Like, if it, is it true or not? They showed her the backseat of the car, like, bloody. They had her bl their blood on her hands. I mean, like, her blood on their hands and, like, blood on the clothes and stuff. And she never told anybody. Or she, I think it was, like, a couple hours later that she had told authorities. Or, no, she had told her dad. And then I guess her dad went ahead and did it. But also, she, whenever she was getting them death threats, Melinda was, like, saying, I'm going to kill her, I'm going to kill her. She told, like, a school, like, authority or, like, a counselor or somebody. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't know if they did anything, but that's really not on me. So she really, I mean, she can't take blame, really. I mean, she could have done more, like, alerting people. Mm -hmm. And, like, through the interview. But she just made it seem she was just brushing it off, like, whatever. Yeah, she was like, oh, well, I lost a uh, mm -hmm. spot on the basketball team. Oh, well, they lost their whole daughter, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Phil's like, well, do you miss her? Do you think about her? She started, like, tearing up a little bit. And I don't know. It was just, like, cocky behavior. Like, oh, well. It's whatever now. Yeah, I didn't do it. It's yeah. whatever. And, like, you see, like, she's on, like, YouTube and, like, I don't know. It was just really sussy to me. Oh. But, yeah, so with all of that, do you think, I need your honest opinion, girly. Do you think justice was served here? No. Why is that? Because I mean, the main because the main one is out. 
Mm-hmm. Like the 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 ones in the background, mm-hmm. the ones in the background. Um, I guess since they weren't the main, the main people. Uh huh. I mean, them being out is fine to me, but the main one is no. I feel like the girl, the Tony girl, was okay to get out. Yeah, because she didn't really do anything, and she told the the police. But well, she she should have stopped it. I mean, she served time for it. You know. Yes. And then, uh, what about Hope, the one who poured gasoline on her? I mean, I get where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure they would have done some shit to her. Yeah. But still, you got to serve your time, yeah. you know? And also, Hope, she was smiling in her um, mug shot. I think Dr. Phil would ask about it, but I forgot to watch that video. Oh, dang, I should have. Sussy. Yeah. So, what do you think about Tackett's? Lori? Uh-huh. What did she do? Baby, she was doing all she that. Was she was, right? yeah, she was with it too. So she was she the one was... who, like, I don't know who sodomized her, but doing all that. I guess her too, to the end, you know? Like, she should have got, like, and it's crazy because they were older. Mm-hmm. They should have known better. Yeah. So they I feel like. They're going to be adults. They're about to be 18. Exactly. And they're doing to a 12 year old. Yeah. That'd be crazy. You, like, see them walking down the street and you're like, she just burned somebody, like... Exactly. I was like, oh, yeah. She killed somebody, and she burned them, and she's still out here walking around. hmm And, like, how are you going to get, like, jealous of a 12-year-old? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of ch- weird, like... It is 16 weird. and 12. 16, you're, like, what, in 10th grade? I think. And then, no, that's 4th... No, yeah. Yeah, like, 10th grade, and then 12, you're, like, 6th grade, 7th grade. So, let's put that in high school years. So, that's, like, that's four years apart. I mean, we're three years apart, but that's weird. It's weird because twelve year old is yes. immature as hell. Yes. I guess it's different if like maybe like that's it like was... my sister, my eighth grade sister dating someone who's a senior. Right? Like how senior, old is your oh, your middle one? She's thirteen. Okay. No, my little one is thirteen. Thirteen dating so a seventeen right? Yeah, seventeen year old. So that's Yeah, seventeen. That's like graduating high school. I'm trying to, I, I, I try to think of it like an eighth people, dating, put people into An it. eighth grader dating a 12th grader. That's what it's like. Whoa. 17-year-old, I mean, a senior dating a what? An eighth grader. And it's even already weird if you're dating a freshman. Yeah. I mean, if we were in high school. So I think in their <laughs> terms, she was probably in seventh grade. And then the main girl was in, a junior since they were six, a year younger. And, and uh, a junior dating a seventh grader. Weird, weird. But was it? But was it like a little bit different back in the day? Like, was that I uh, mean normalized it, more? They were gay too. So, Shanda, uh, Ma- Shanda's mom knew about Amanda, and she was saying like, "Y'all met because she beat you up. Like, I don't want you around her and stuff." Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but I don't know. That's so weird. So, do you think? So, would you consider molestation of Amanda? If the, if the girl came on to I her, mean, mm, I think it is. But she should have known better. Like, she should have fucking known better. She's too young. Like the yeah, she should have been like Ooh. like she's closer to ten than she is to eighteen, yeah. right? And she was she should have been like, nah, like you're kind of young. Like yeah. that's a little weird. That's not even kind of young. You young? Yeah, you a baby, bro. Yes. Like that's weird. weird. So I would say she did molest yes. her, but she said that they have relations. But I don't. She this is how she put it. She go. She said. We didn't do what men and women do. I was like, okay. She, I think they were like kissing and stuff, but still, 
You should have known better as a 16-year-old. Yep. So really, she should have got a little bit something for that. Mm-hmm. But I think like at that time, it wasn't like a thing. Like a, it wasn't like a big deal back in the day. Being gay? Well, no, that. Ace. And it was crazy. Well, I don't know if that's crazy. Because I don't know if Tackett was gay. And she, her mom was Pentecostal. That would have been very bad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also it said that Melinda, once her and Amanda had broken up, well, whatever they stopped seeing each other, she was dating an older guy. And she was still trying to beat this poor baby up. That is weird. Yeah. I think this whole case was weird. Yes. I feel like, I feel like Amanda should have got a little something. I mean, I guess they couldn't really prove it. I, what do you I mean, mean, she admitted it. it. Like, she, she's like, oh, she came on to me in that bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like nowadays she would have got... Well, can you charge a 16-year-old for, like... No, because they're both underage. Oh, so they couldn't get time? I don't think... Not for that specific thing, I don't think so. Oh. Okay. Well... It was a weird case. It was. That was really good, too. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how I found it. It was really good. It was interesting. I've never heard it. <laughs> Me either. And I got it confused. I was like, wait. But yeah. How did you How did you rate that one? A 10. Yeah. I liked it. I hope that everybody else liked it, too. Yeah. The first paragraph that you read, I said, <laughs> a group of girls. Really? I didn't, yes. think you, I didn't think I was going to pull you in. I yeah. Did. Wow. <laughs> Wow, and I literally found this last night and wrote it up yeah, for today. Yeah, I was just sleeping next to her. Yes, and I have my my airport uh, headphones in, and they sound <laughs> they that ass sounded like um like old time headphones when you have your AirPods in. I mean iPod. Mm-hmm. It, it, audio is shit, horrible. But yeah, we hope that everybody else liked it too. Yeah. Um, we are making a few changes. Yeah, we are. We decided not to uh, do, I mean, not not to do stories, mm-hmm. but we're just not going to follow our schedule. Mm-hmm. We're just going to throw in stories like every now and then. Randomly. We're kind of, we kind of just get too excited to tell our, yeah, our, our cases. cases that we picked. Do you have one for next week? No, but I got time to do it. You're right. I probably look one up to tomorrow. I kind of look another one up and get it ready. Because <laughs> that was really good. It was good. I've never heard of it, but it got like, big mm-hmm. internationally but yeah wow we hope you join us <laughs> we hope you join us on the next one yeah i'll be doing my case that i'll be working on mm-hmm. soon i like when she tells the cases because <laughs> she'll be doing you would just be quiet but chilling but talking oh okay well um we're gonna post obviously shanda and there's a mugshot of all four of them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna post that. I'm gonna post Amanda, the the girlfriend, and I'm gonna post uh, some pictures of. I think they have a picture of the burn area, and I I probably won't put that one in. But yeah, we'll have a the Instagram post will be having a couple pictures for y'all to look at, and maybe yeah. a little map. Mm-hmm. And um, if y'all want to check out the Doctor Phil. You just gotta look up like her case and you can watch it. But yeah, we hope everybody has a a very good week. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next case. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
And as Kylie Jenner would say, rise and shine. But we say it's crime time because this is Good Morning America.